Welcome back to the Triple C and Schmo Show. I'm the Schmo. My partner's got an Olympic gold medal, the champ champ in the UFC. Triple C, humble Henry, Mr. Henry Cejudo. Let's get this ball rolling, Schmo, because time is money and money is time. Look at this photo right here, Triple C. How could you do him like that? Happy Father's Day to you, by the way. But El Jermaine Sterling like that? Come on, man. Yeah, exactly, man. Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, man, scoot over, man. I'm, they're not the only ones adopting foreign kids. So I decided to uh, to adopt Al Jermaine because he knows I'm his daddy. The Schmo saw Derek Brunson do that to trailblazer Kevin Holland, who's coming off that impressive submission victory over Tim Means. UFC Austin, the Schmo was there, by the way. But Triple C, man, we're starting off with this. El Jermaine Sterling, TJ Gillishaw, UFC 277, September. They're skipping over you. At least that's what's rumored to be. Nothing's been signed yet. Um, that's exactly what it is, man. I've, you know... I don't know, Schmo. I remember when I spoke to USC officials, I felt like I was going to get the next title shot, but it doesn't seem like that's more likely going to happen. But if they want to give him Epo shot for a minute, that's fine. I think uh, I think it gives me more time to even get even more, like, better than what I am now. And uh, nothing's signed yet, Schmo, so I still, have, I still have hope that Al Jalim will fight his daddy. Well, nothing's been signed yet because Al Jermaine Sterling, he's been pretty vocal about it on social media. He wants a bump in pay. Sounds familiar, Triple C. You've also talked about getting a bump in pay. <laughs> so what do you make of that situation? The champion wanted more money. Yeah, if I was him, I wouldn't go that route. <laughs> you know from experience. Yeah, I know from experience. It ain't going to go up a dollar, but whatever. I mean... <sighs> He needs to build a relationship with Dana. He needs to build a relationship with Hunter and all these other guys. And maybe things will kind of fall together for him. But the more vocal you become, the more you're just, they're just going to tell you. They're just not going to kind of mess with you. So it, it depends who he wants to fight. I mean, if he wants to fight the absolute best, then that's me. But if he wants to beat somebody who sucks like TJ, then that's him. And that's ultimately how I see it. Well, Triple C, we've been talking about the comeback. We've been talking about this comeback being right now in 2022. If these guys fight in September, are you fearful you won't be getting in the octagon and here in 2022? Um, it's fine, Shmo. Like I said before, man, I, I got. I'm super busy with a lot of things that I could potentially be doing too. Like I'm still, you know, I have Demetrius Johnson coming out uh, at the end of this at the end of this month. I'm going to be training with him. I'm just spending my time to get better. You know, yeah, of course I would like to fight this year, but if not, I mean, it is what it is that I can't, I can't cry about it. The only thing I can do is like, okay, I relinquish my bouts, I let them go, and then now I am going to, uh, I'm just going to have to wait. I mean, that's all there is to it, but that ugly potato Peter Yan trying to call me out. What's going to bring that up? Yeah, but he wants to skip Cheeto Vera and fight Triple C. Are you kidding me? I ain't fighting no damn contender. Maybe if you had the belt, Peter, I would have thought about it. No, if you had the belt, I'd be all over you. But right now, dude, you ain't worth a damn penny. So I'm after I'm after gold. You know me, Schmo. I want the gold. I want the smoke. The smoke. And that's all there is to it, man. Because a lot none of these guys have anything to to really offer me, to be quite honest with you. Like I said before, Schmo, I'm I'm I'm, I'm I see all these guys like a like a bunch of dollar signs, and that's it. I'm here to cash in. Cash well, I mean I'm here to break necks and cash checks. Love it. Well, the Schmo just had the podcast, the Schmozone podcast with Coach Javier Mendez. He endorses you for that exact same thing. 
No fight unless gold is on the line. You've earned that so far. It seems like you're sharing that sentiment. So no pewter yawn with no gold on the line. You're going to wait for the winner of Aljamain and TJ if that fight gets booked. If not, maybe you and Aljamain. That's what the schmo's hearing from you. Yeah, of course. I think I think Aljamain, Aljamain brought up a good point, man. Like, he should be. Like, TJ, T, TJ wins one fight. Okay, he beats Sanhagen. I even gave TJ that fight just based on uh, the accumulation of how much time that he ended up, you know, taking from uh, Corey Sanhagen. But, man, that dude just came off of roids, man. You know what I mean? He won one fight. He didn't get a next title shot. Like, I like I like where Aljamain is, is, is taking this. But at the same time, I... I think it was ballsy of of uh, of TJ to 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 go up against a Corey Sanhagen and just wait. So it, it it's all gonna depend. Like Aljamain, like you can wait out. You have about a year to wait out if the UFC doesn't pay you. So you have about a year to really kind of chime in to see what exactly what is it that you want. I mean, he has a whole year schmo before you know they can before they can take the the UFC belt away from him. So the, people don't recognize or know this, but he's, he's, he has leverage too. At least 365 days of leverage that he has as a champion. So if he wants to fight the best, I'm right here. If he wants to freaking fight uh, TJ Pillashaw, he can do that too. But w whatever the case may be, Shmo, like his time is coming. And uh, it's just a matter of time before he bends and need a King Triple C. Well, if the Schmo was in your shoes, Triple C shoes, the shoes fit pretty good right now because the storyline's there with Aljamain Sterling. He sat right there behind you in the living room with DC. You guys have that history. And then you're the last one to beat TJ Dillashaw. The Schmo knows TJ Dillashaw will be calling you out for his first title defense if he did beat Aljamain Sterling. So you're in the catbird seat, Triple C. So it's good to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I, uh, I agree with you, but I don't think TJ. I don't think TJ would call me out. I think he's afraid of me. I think I think both of those dudes are literally like, I think they respect me so much that I would be the I would be the last guy that they both want to fight in reality because they know my they know my wrestling pedigree and they know that I'm just a smart individual. Yeah, cringe aside, dude, I can scrap, I can fight, and I can break whomever down, and I can adjust. So it doesn't matter who they bring to the table. Like I'm I'm gonna become that. I'm going to become the 135-pound world champ, and then I'm going out there, Alexander the Average, plain and simple. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, and we will be discussing more about the featherweight division as the show progresses. Let's get into the gold medal moment. UFC Austin. Lots of great knockouts. Tied the record for most. The best fight night that the Schmo's been to in person. I believe $550,000 was awarded from Dana White. Highest grossing uh, event, too, for a fight night. It was over $1.9 So right on the boss, man, giving out those bonuses, like nine knockouts or so. And then uh, fight of the night going to the featherweights and Qatar and Emmett. So Triple C, what impressed you the most from all of the fights from UFC Austin? Uh, man, honestly, I'm going to have to say uh, they were all pretty good. Uh, they were all pretty f quick fights. But the person that, honestly, I'm going to have to go to the main event. Like, I'm going to have to rely on that. I'm going to have to rely on, like, the grit and the tenacity that Emmett had. You know, the, the fight could have gone either way to, to cater or, or you know, Emmett ended up getting it. But I just I just felt like the grit that Emmett brought, like, his, his power, I think he, he could also be a problem for Alexander Volkanovsky just based on power. His technique, I think he needs to work on. I think he's just a haymaker. Like, he throws a lot of heavy power. But but if you're able to really adjust and uh, adjust with his entries, like like his setups, 
I think Emmett could be very, very dangerous. But I, I, I just, I, if he ends up getting the next title shot with Alexander Volkanovsky, I think he, I think he has the best shot at all of them because Volkanovsky is accustomed to fighting taller people. This too short just as him. I mean, they see each other eye to eye, so. It'll be interesting, but, you know, you never know, man. Triple C can sneak in there, too. We'll see. We might have to talk to Uncle Dana, see what's up. Well, is Emmett worthy? Was the performance over Cater worthy enough to be getting the next shot at the title? There's nobody there, Shmo. This is why this was logical and perfect for me to step in there and just take it, you know? But this is why I have to go 135 pounds, have leverage, have gold, and then challenge him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's just the way it has to be. And if that's the way it has to be, then... But if they want new blood, like, this is me, the Triple C, man. Like, I can... I have the ability to become the first uh, three-division UFC champion, UFC history. And I, and I know that I could do it. You know, I talk a lot of stuff. My my accolades... My, for all the stuff that I talk, Schmo, my accolades speak louder than my words. You know, like they really do. If you like really think about it. Olympic champ, two division UFC champ, defended both belts. Look at who I've beaten. Demetrius, TJ, Dominic, Dominic Cruz or Dominic Snooze. And, uh, you know, Mar Marlon Marias. I mean, the, the when you talk about like, the greatest chances of all time, like it's right here. You guys are talking to him. Whether you hate me or love me, man, I've done some amazing things. And I want to continue to keep making history. And it's the same reason why I do want to make a comeback and, and beat all these chumps. Well, Triple C, we hear you loud and clear. There's a lot of great knockouts. The Schmo's been going back and forth between the Gregory Rodriguez's, the Jeremiah Wells, the Ricardo Ramos, but it's got to be Jeremiah Wells because he put the lights out. And I mean the lights out of Court McGee. It was a brutal knockout. It was ugly. It was bad. It had power. And all these guys were deserving. Kevin Holland choked the chicken like he said he would against Tamines' submission. Joaquin Buckley does his thing. Gregory Rodriguez, RoboCop, what he did to Julian Marquez, man. Couldn't go wrong. So I got to go with Jeremiah Wells just because I think that was the most nasty knockout of them all. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. You can't go wrong with any of them. What about Ricardo? What about Ricardo uh, Ramos? The spinning. Yeah, spinning that, that, that's the second time. If there's the, the, the knockout that really impressed me the most was a timing that he did on that uh, on that spinning back elbow like he literally like smoked that that smoked that jab created space got to do the really freaking time to do to go backwards just enough to be able to catch him with that spinning that spinning elbow I mean that's that's vicious man that's two in a row I think that's I think he's the only one in history to to get a spinning elbow like twice in the UFC so congratulations to him but that's what that's a technique that impressed me the most this weekend. It was great. And then Adrian Giannis, too, man. Nine straight now. That guy's a serious contender in the Bantamweight division. And I think that's what the Schmo wants to go to right now for the silver medal moment. This loaded Bantamweight division. You got an Adrian Giannis who's gaining steam. It was just announced, I believe it's August 13th, Dominic Cruz. And uh, we're going to see Marlon Chido Vera headline a USC fight night in San Diego. And then this upcoming weekend, you got Umar Narmaga Madoff. This fight night, he's undefeated. He's competing. The Bantamweight division is so stacked, Triple C. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's super stacked. It's, it's, it's the most stacked division. I mean, look at, all, look at all the former champions, like I said before, former champions that are in there, from Cody Garber to, uh, to Frankie Edgar to Peter Jan to Jose Baldo to a lot to myself. Uh, I mean, it's flooded to TJ. You know, now you got Al Jelaine, Dominic Cruz. I mean, how can you deny, dude, dude? That, that that weight class is full of killers, man. 
but uh, I, 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 to get back to Adrian Giannis, I think, I think, I think Adrian has, uh, I think he has a bright future. I really do. But I think if he becomes too much of a crowd pleaser, he's going to hurt his career. He's a killer. He's a killer schmo, but he's not a calculated killer yet. When you're a calculated killer, it's like you don't you don't leave that octagon with a bloody nose or a black eye or anything like that. You know, you start to you start to be more of a fencer. You know, getting you know uh, sticking and moving like like getting yours and just strategically breaking somebody down. So if I was to give advice to Adrian Giannis, man, don't don't get into too many of those dog fights. It's exciting. People are gonna love you. But it could also, in the long run, like when you get to this level, when you get to like the, when you get to the top five, it's like, man, you want to make sure that's when you, that's when you want to make sure that you're fresh. And if you, if you have too many battle scars, too many battle wounds, it's going to catch up to you. So those are my two cents to, you know, to Adrian Giannis. It's a very interesting division, Triple C, because you have so many great fighters, so so many different styles. When we talk about the stand-up guys, these up-and-coming stand-up guys that use all their limbs, we're talking the elbows, the knees, and their hands and their legs. The Schmo thinks of the Adrian Giannis's, the Sugar Sean O'Malley's, the Marlon Cheeto Veras. And then when we think of the wrestlers, the grapplers, the guys that are not going to be afraid to go in there. I brought up his name. He's fighting this weekend. Umar Namagomedov, Marav Devalishvili, who's got a fight against Jose Aldo. I mean... Marab, the machine, La Machina, he's another one. So you have all these different styles and all these guys who can win in so many different ways. It's going to be interesting, Triple C, whether you're in the mix or not, whether this is your, this comes to fruition after your time or when you're holding the gold or not. It doesn't make a difference. It's going to be interesting to see the future of who the champion's going to be and what style is going to dominate this 135-pound weight division because there's so many guys in there right now that have the capabilities of holding the gold strap with different competing styles yeah yeah everybody's different everybody's different i got my eyes on all these guys too but at the same time it's like what i'm going for i'm going for gold man i'm you know i gotta worry about any of those cats unless unless they unless they climb to the top of the mountain like i have I, i've been through the trenches so i've proven myself i've fought against the best i beat the best i am the best so if they want to come to triple c they gotta continue to keep winning but as as tough as they all see, I just don't see any of them. I just don't see any of them really competing with me. <laughs> I mean that. <laughs> well, Triple C. Well, that's why we call you Humble Henry. <laughs> well, Triple C. But <laughs> you like that. But I got to ask you this. You get the gold strap. Let's say hypothetically you beat Aljamain or it's TJ Dillashaw. And you have to defend that belt once before you go up and fight a Volkanovski or whoever is holding a 145-pound strap. Of all these names, of all these prospects, is there one that you eye that you're like, man, I got to make a first title defense against this guy or somebody just eyeing out, keening out that's got a skill set where you may potentially dance with here in the next year or two? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't mind being. I wouldn't mind being the brace off of Peter Yon, dude. I I really wouldn't, cause he's he's got such a big hole, and it's called wrestling. That he's a great striker, but once you get him to the ground, you start clinching him. You start making it dirty, man. He's he's like a turtle on his back. So I think that would be an easy title defense for me. And uh, who knows? Who who knows who's in that title picture at that time? You know what I'm saying? I've always had it out for Aldo too. Uh, you know. Who knows? Maybe a potential rematch with Dominic Snooze if he continues to keep winning. Cheeto Vera. I mean, they could you, you can line them all up. As far as I as far as I'm concerned, Schmo, because I will make them all bend the knee. 
Who do you like in that matchup? Dominic Cruz and Cheeto Vera, by the way. I mean, we'll probably be talking about that as this fight creeps up on us, but who do you like early on? You know what? I, at first I was going for Cheeto, but I turned to find out, man, Cheeto's a dirtbag too. And uh, I wouldn't mind watching Dominic snooze, watching this veteran beat him, take him out. I think che- I think Cheeto. I think his I think his greatest strength is he's crafty on the bottom with his triangles and things like that. I think his striking is okay. I, I still I don't think he knows how to use his length and his leverage as he should, as being a being a taller bantamweight, you know. But uh, I, I I believe it or not, I'm actually going for Dominic Snooze Schmo, you know. I hear you. Well. We'll be getting to that fight as time progresses. Let's talk about the bronze medal moment. I got to talk about this featherweight division. We brought up the main event between Kelvin Cater and Josh Emmett. Uh, the Schmoke could have seen that one going either way. Sure enough, I believe significant strikes. More was landed by Cater, 130 to 107. But this thing isn't judged by the whole body. This is judged by each individual round. And I think it came down to the fifth round. I believe that Emmett put on the pressure. And man, the guy hits with heat, like you said. We don't have necessarily a clear guy fighting Volkanovski or the winner of Volkanovski Holloway for the title. You know how the schmo feels about Mozart Ivalov, who beat Dan Ige a couple weeks ago. What do you make of this featherweight division, Triple C? There's guys like Arnold Allen who's up there too. What do you make of what's going on at 145? Man, I really do think Volkanovski has has done his job. Like, he really has. Like, he's on his way after beating Max Holloway this weekend. He's, you know, he's going to, or next two weeks, two Saturdays from now, I think he's going to, I think he's going to go off and become the greatest featherweight of all time, you know, by surpassing Josie Aldo. Um, It's just, just, just based on numbers and the quality opponents that he's already beaten. He's done a great job, man. He's done a great, great job. The the same reason why I thought, hey, this is new blood. I think we could fight. I think, uh, you know, he he can, he can try to shut up the cringe or whatever, or, or whatever. But uh, I think the featherweight division, man, I think Volkanovski, you know, once I get a crack at him and, and, and take him out, but if I, if I don't get that opportunity to, to fight Volkanovski, yeah, I think he has every right to go up 255 pounds. I think he's earned his spot. So will he beat Charles Oliveira or, or, or uh, you know, uh, Islam Makachev? No way. No way. I can see him maybe having a greater opportunity beating Charles Oliveira. But not Islam. Islam's too strong. His grappling, his ground and pound, like those dudes focus and zero in on wrestling like you wouldn't believe. So he gets the job done against Max. Do you think he says to Dana, I just beat this guy three times. I've solidified myself here at the featherweight division. I want to go up and challenge for the 155-pound title. You think they say yes to that? There's there's too many contenders at 155. You know what I mean? I could be different because I think... And there's I think no belt I, right now. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think Islam, I think Islam needs to fight. Uh, I think Islam and Charles need to, to need to fight, and the winner of that gets Volkanovski, you know. But it's all different, though, Shmo, because of the timeline, even with me. I defended both my belts. I'd be some of the greatest fighters of all time. Let's see what the UFC's, let's see if they can put together a, a big event in Australia with me and him. Like, I'm still not done with that. It's the same. It's the same reason why I'm chasing the the bantamweights to eventually get to Alexander the Average and and win a featherweight strap. So, I'm 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 on a crunch time too, Schmo. So, but we'll see how things end up. If I if it was up to me, it, I'd be the one that's fighting him. But as of right now, man, I don't even know when I'm fighting. <laughs> when was the last time you spoke to the UFC? 
Uh, probably UFC Phoenix. Yeah, UFC Phoenix out here. So that but, was that was a minute ago. That was when Charles fought Gaethje. That was when Charles fought Gaethje. Yeah, yeah. All right, Triple C. There it is. Uh, wanted to just move on real quick to something else outside of all of these lighter weight divisions. Let's talk about Ali, your manager. Did you catch what he said about Usman? I believe this was before they officially booked him in Salt Lake City. UFC 278, I believe that's going to be uh, him against Leon Edwards. But did you see him say that he thinks it was after the championship fight that right now Usman could beat both Glover Teixeira and Yuri Prozaka if he fought those guys? And he would be the light heavyweight champion. You think Usman would be able to beat those guys if he fought them right now? Man, Usman's good, man. Usman, there's something that Usman has that he's really good at, and that's his damn, that's his wrestling. I wouldn't put I wouldn't put anything past the Nigerian nightmare because he's proven, man. He's 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 he only lost one time in his early career, and ever since then he's beaten everybody. And I was actually at the event. I was actually the coming event at the event that he got submitted. So it was a trip. I remember that it was. I believe it was in Houston. Yeah, it was in Houston, and. uh yeah, the dude has shown his skills that are a whole nother level, and if and if these guys don't have good wrestling, I I, I have to back up uh, Ali Abdelaziz because the Nigerian Nightmare is that good. Yeah, we like it. We like it. He's backing up his guy because we know he's not going up to one eighty five to fight Izzy because that's his guy. We won't see that. That's why the Schmo won't even entertain that conversation anymore. We know how we, fe- we you feel about that. We talked about that before. They won't do it. Yeah, I mean, that's... Anyways, whatever. I, I don't get it, but that's on them. I, I got my two belts. I got my three belts. Can you see that over there, Schmo? I'm good. I'm happy. You know, it, it depends what, what legacy you want and you want people to remember you for. You know, this is the only reason why I even put myself above uh, the Nigerian Nightmares because my two belts are greater than... It's greater than one. Pound for pound really means how many divisions can you go up and actually win and beat people. I've proven it. I've done it. And I think uh, Kamara Usman, I think Kamara Usman should fight Israel Asaya. It's a friendly competition. That's it. It's, it's strictly business. That indeed. And uh, Triple C, final thoughts before we wrap this one up? Final thoughts on uh, no, no, I think there's some good cards. I think the UFC is is pumping out some great events. I think uh, the bantamweight division, the UFC is ex- is extremely hot. Uh, the, the the bantamweight division or the 135 pound division in boxing is extremely hot. I mean, it's uh, it's 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 a division that uh, that for for many years was kind of frowned upon, and now it's like becoming. You know, becoming the, the the powerhouse of 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 all weight classes, and I think people need to know that. I mean, people need to know the 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 amount of talent that's there in the championships and experience that these fighters have. Everybody's technical, everybody's fast, and that's it, man. And the other thing is, you guys just stay tuned. Triple C, I'm getting ready. I train every single day now. Um, I'm feeling, I'm you know, I'm getting more comfortable. I'm 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 super smart. I'm anxious to fight, but at the same time, it's like I'm very, I'm I'm also very patient doing everything right and uh i can't wait to like you know lace them up and uh go inside that octagon once again the people want to see it make sure you subscribe to the podcast right here on youtube you can download it anywhere you get your podcast as well itunes google play spotify you name it 
What's your name? I am Triple C. I am the Schmo. We will deliver. And we are...